0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Hey, hey, hey! What up? What up, though? You are listening to I'm Probably Right. I am Reggie Watkins. Thank you. Please rate us, review us, subscribe, comment, but don't be hating. My man Kevin Cleveland's running the board, engineering, producing. Kevin, what's cracking? How you doing, brother?
1: Hey, Reggie, doing good. Uh, Rams finally got a W, so that makes me happy. So. Doing well although they did make me sweat it there at the end
0: yeah w over the falcons <laughs> who knew
1: <laughs> who knew it would be that but hard But hey
0: hey who knew it would be that hard but the game is a game the nfl is a crazy game and we're gonna talk about that crazy game we're gonna touch on ime udoka and the scandal going on in boston we're also gonna talk about brett Favre being a super bum we'll get some reggie's picks but first up That sigh is the sigh of a lifelong 49er fan. All hope is gone. I was excited about this season, you know. Um, We had, uh, you know, we had a a new blood. Trey Lance was going to lead us to places that Jimmy G just couldn't. I was hyped. You know, I went to Chicago to watch the game. And even though we lost the game, there were still some things in the game that I saw that I thought, you know what? We could build on that. You know, he, he made some nice throws. And, you know, he, he had some nice first down runs. Um, he, he, he looked like there was potential there to be better. And we get to the Seahawk game. Niners are a 10-point favorite, which I thought was very indicative of how they saw the 49ers with Trey Lance, right? 10-point favorites, especially after the Seahawks coming off of beating the Broncos. First quarter is going. Trey Lance has completed two of three passes for 30 yards, you know. Looks looks okay. That's 15 yards per completion, right? But then I'm watching him run the ball, And he ran three times in the first quarter, and these were designed runs. And on the last run, he gets tackled, and he doesn't get up. They bring out the cart. They put him in an air cast. And for those of you who don't know what an air cast is, it's a cast that's made of air because they can't get a Cast with all the plaster and stuff on, uh, you know, right then and there. They don't. They're not going to cast him up right in there. But they have to put him in a cast. And in the an air cast, it's tight around wherever they're putting that cast on. Why? Because they don't want anything to move. Which means something is broken. Broke his ankle. As soon as I saw the air cast, I knew he was done for the season. And immediately, all hope left the building. For me. I mean, I know there's still some Jimmy G people out there, which we've talked about this. I don't understand why you're clamoring for an average quarterback, a dude who threw 20 touchdowns and 12 interceptions last year, a dude who was only asked to throw the ball seven and eight times in playoff victories, a dude who couldn't get us a touchdown against Green Bay, a dude who gave the game away against the Rams, a dude who gave the Super Bowl away against the Chiefs. I don't understand the 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 want for mediocrity. I, this has never been me. Um, so once he got hurt, it, it just closed the window on all hope. And then my loss of hope turned to sadness because I thought of all the quarterbacks 49ers have had that I've been here for and thought about, right? I was here for the Montana days. I was here for Steve Young coming in after Montana. I was here for Steve Bono subbing in for, for, for Steve Young when Steve Young was hurt. And then Steve Young retires. And then we go to Jeff Garcia. Then we, uh, no, no, no. First before Jeff Garcia, we had Jim Drunkenmiller. Jim Drunkenmiller from Virginia Tech. The dude could bench press a car, but he couldn't throw a five yard out. We drafted him in the first round. Then there was Gio Carmazzi of Hofstra fame. He was supposed to be the next Montana. The guy reminded everybody of Joe Montana, and he was Joe awful. Jeff Garcia. The little engine who could, from San Jose State. He finally got a chance to play in the pros, and he was okay. It was a a, a, you know, a stopgap. I was there when we drafted Alex Smith, number one overall, instead of who? Instead of Aaron Rodgers. I was there when we got Cap, put him in, got to the Super Bowl, and then I was there when we released him. And I've been here when we decided to get Jimmy Garoppolo, traded for Jimmy Garoppolo, instead of signing, instead of drafting, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. That was Those were the same years drafts and now i've been here for trey lance who i didn't even initially want you know i mean because i don't understand the logic of trading away the future for a guy who played against zero competition who only played one year of college ball in that zero competition drafting him instead of a guy who has been the guy his entire life in justin fields We've seen this guy, this athletic quarterback who can throw the ball, who's done it at every level, the greatest that there is at the time. He was, him and Trevor Lawrence, number one, number two recruits coming out of high school, been that way, got to the top of the college food chain and was still the number one or number two quarterback every year that he was playing. And then we decide not to draft him. But take a guy who has the same skill set, but we haven't seen him do it against real competition or for that long. Very curious. And then not only do we get the guy who is a passing quarterback, but any highlights that you got to see, you didn't see him running the ball. Trey Lance was throwing the ball. Why? Because Trey Lance is a quarterback who can run. He's not a running quarterback. He's not even a fast running quarterback. He's not a big running quarterback, which Josh Allen. Yes, Josh Allen gets design runs. He runs a lot. He gets hit a lot, which I'm kind of worried about, but he's a brick train. The dude is huge. Right, He can take some hits. People are going to hit him differently than they hit Trey Lance. They're not trying to take that punishment of getting hit by this big boy. So he gets less direct contact hits. He's not Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is maybe the fastest player in the NFL. So people don't get to really hit him. But they ran Trey Lance like he was Josh Allen or... Lamar Jackson, in two straight weeks, ran the ball. And then he gets hurt. And I hearken back to RG3 because the same thing happened to him. RG3 was a quarterback who could run, not a running quarterback, a quarterback who could run. Phenomenal rookie year. And they ran him into the ground. And when I say they, the they is head coach Mike Shanahan, and his offensive coordinator, who is calling the plays, who is Kyle Shanahan. You see the connection? Ran these guys into the ground. And I know they are enamored with having quarterbacks who can run, but they don't understand the difference between a quarterback who can run and a quarterback who is a runner. And so now we're left with, Jimmy G back in here. And thank God that they signed the dude and kept him, you know, for $6 million, which now he's going to make all the incentives because he wasn't even supposed to start any of these games. And now he's going to get hit every incentive that he had in his contract. And they look like geniuses for keeping him. And really, they're not geniuses. Nobody else wanted him. So they were able to keep him here. And luckily, he took a deal that gave them some, you know, gave him some kind of leverage in case anything happens. But now where do we go? Because now... You've got Trey Lance, who's going to have to sit out this entire year. Can't do any running. He's not going to be able to drop back and throw balls. Nothing. He's got. He's lost a full year of development. That's two years in the league with nothing really to show for it. We've got three more years on his deal. No, I, actually, I believe, I think he signed a four-year four deal, and they have a fifth-year option. They can, you know, fifth-year, they can franchise tag him or or, or all that stuff right so now we're gonna have to go into next year what do we do next year right he's i mean he's he we've given up we have no picks we have no incentive for tanking right now or not doing well but they've got a good team they've got a good backup quarterback who's going to start for them and get them some wins but now what do we do we can't lose any games because any games that we lose we're giving somebody else a better draft pick we're stuck we gave up the future when we didn't have to. If you go back, I mean hindsight is twenty twenty. We didn't have to move. We could have stayed where we we're at and gotten Justin Fields. They traded up to get Trey Lance, a guy that they didn't even want to start right away, who wasn't ready to start right away, and now they threw him in there, broke his ankle. And what do we do? I'm now it's turned to vitriol for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch because they're the ones who did this. They're the ones who felt like they had to trade up and be the smartest guys in the room and draft a guy who we don't know what the hell he was going to do and then use him outside of the parameters of his skill set. Yes, he can run, but you're not supposed to run this little dude into linebackers and defensive linemen. This is what happens. So, yes. Yes. Now, we'll win 10 games. You know, if Jimmy Garoppolo can stay healthy, that's the rub with him as well. He's only been healthy, I believe, two of the years he's been here. Two of the years he's been here, he's been healthy. We'll win 10, 12 games if he's actually healthy the entire season. We'll get to the playoffs, and then he'll disappoint us again. And this time, we don't get any first, we don't, we have no first round draft pick. We have nothing. It's We're watching that go to somebody else. And next year, we'll see what kind of year he has. If he has a great year, which I don't foresee, if he makes the Pro Bowl, then somebody's going to be tricked and fooled into giving him a real contract. All hope gone. And I'm going to the game this weekend in Denver. I want to go there and watch Jimmy G and, and, and watch my Niners and... Hope that we can beat the dumpster, uh, the dumpster truck that is the Broncos because Russell Wilson stole $160 million and Nathaniel Hack is boo-boo. So hopefully the Niners go there and get that win, but it's Jimmy G. We never know. It's 50-50. We'll see what happens. He could throw some interception with his eyes closed, turn the ball over, fumble, get hurt, anything. You know, anything's up for grabs with this dude. I'm just sad. It just just hurts. Be back after the break. Brett Favre is a super bum. I just want to make sure that we put this out here because I haven't really heard too many people talking about it. Brett Favre is a super bum. Why is he a super bum? He was involved in scamming and defrauding the state of Mississippi of over a million dollars. Brett Favre, who's made millions upon millions of dollars in his NFL career and millions of dollars from his endorsement deals. This dude is stealing from the state of Mississippi in conjunction with people who work for the state of Mississippi and other athletes. There's other people involved in this. Marcus Dupree, uh, some other people who are also getting money from the state of Mississippi. And why is it such a big deal that they're stealing money from the state of Mississippi? Mississippi is the poorest state in the United States of America. The poorest state. Mississippi, the capital of Mississippi, Jackson. I don't know if you've seen the videos and heard what's going around. They don't have clean water. There's videos where dudes are turning on. There's faucets and brown sludge is coming out. They have no water. And this dude is stealing money from that state. And that millions, the millions, the money that he's getting getting comes from their unemployment and disability relief. Are you kidding me? And the dude is in text messages knowingly. Knowing that he's stealing this money, trying to cover it up and make sure that there's no way they could ever get back to him. And use the money to give a volleyball, to donate a volleyball court to the the school, Southern Mississippi University, that he starred at and his daughter was playing volleyball for. The dude was getting money, basically saying that he was giving speeches and wasn't even doing the speeches. He was just collecting the check. Super bum. I just want that out there. Super bum, scum. If I see him, I tell him to his face. He's trash. Let's move on to Ime Udoka. I am not usually one who wants to, you know, travel and gossip and, you know, sensationalism. I don't care about all this stuff, right? People, you know, okay, so let's just get to to the point of it. Ime Udoka apparently had an intimate relationship with, um... Uh, person who works for the Celtics. Ime Udoka is the head coach of the Boston Celtics. Uh had an appro- inappropriate relationship, you know, consensual inappropriate relationship with someone else working in the building. Why is that a problem? Uh Ime Udoka is the head coach, so his only boss is really the GM and the owners. Everybody else, Ime Udoka is pretty much over them. They have in their bylaws and in their you know, in their code of conduct that You can't have relationships with your subordinates at that building. Aimee Odoka did that. He is engaged to Nia Long, actress. Used to be one of my crushes a long time ago. Um, They have a child. And now the world is going in because Aimee Odoka got caught cheating. And apparently he knew. The Celtics knew about this months ago. They already brought it to his attention. They were going to bring it. Bring it. uh, You know, it was already brought to his attention months ago and Eme was still moving his fiance and kid to Boston while having this inappropriate relationship with the other woman and knew that the news was going to come out eventually. That's all bad. Um I'm not here to cast aspersions or make judgments on Eme Odoka and their life. I don't know their 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 home life. I don't know how they get down, what they do, whatever. It just looks bad. Only problem I have is why are we hearing about this in the news? I don't understand why this couldn't be kept in-house with the Celtics, why they had to embarrass this man. Um, the only thing I can think of, because there's got to be, t- there's tons of people who have I- inappropriate relationships with coworkers. There's tons of people who step out on their spouses. This happens every day, B, right? If We don't have to know about all this. They can handle this on their own. The only thing I can think of is that it is akin to what Adam Silver did with Robert Sarver, because news just came out this week that Robert Sarver, owner of the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury, is planning to sell the team now after the world found out that he was uh, had racist and misogynistic tendencies in the workplace. NBA suspended him for a year and took $10 million and then waited for the groundswell and public opinion to make the dude quit. And now he is going to sell. And even by quitting, he's still going to sell the team for over a billion dollars and be a billionaire, which isn't really a tax. He's just not gonna It's a tax because he's not going to keep making the money that is that comes from owning an NBA team, which is basically printing money. You can't lose money owning an NBA team. It's just a cash cow. So he loses the cash cow. But losing the cash cow, he becomes a billionaire. Um and I feel like that's what the Celtics are doing. They suspended Emi Doka for a year, the 2023 season, uh, the, 20, the 2022-23 season. Uh, he loses his pay. I think it's $3.2 million, which, oh, my God. Um, and I feel like they suspended him because they. I don't think they could just fire him because if they fire him, and even they've tried to fire him for cause, it's. It, I don't think it was in his contract that he couldn't do what he did. It's just part of the code of conduct it's we can suspend you right they, they can they can levy fines or anything like that and so i feel like they tried to suspend him and make it public so maybe this dude would feel some shame and they could find a way to get him out of there because he broke the rules however the dude just took him to a championship um and Ime Odoka ain't got a billion dollars to fall back on Emile doka just lost 3.2 he is going to want his money um you know family life relationship all the stuff that, that's messed up now yeah 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 he, we can work on that you can't you can't work on ever getting 3.2 million dollars again out of nowhere right they're going to have to figure out a way to buy him out i think they want public opinion and and you know people to be upset with him so that he has no choice but to not want to come back but uh now they're going to end up paying that dude his money that's just what it's going to be. And it sucks that it had to come out in the news. And I feel bad for Nia and the kids. And I'm talking like I know her. I mean, I have friends of friends who know her. Um, but I feel bad for them and the whole situation. And Ime, you know, you just don't. And, and the other woman. And I, I believe the other woman was married as well. So feel bad for everybody that's involved. You wish this stuff could stay in house and not be all public opinion and be up in everybody's faces. But that's the world we live in. Social media runs the day. And Adam Levine is getting ran through <laughs> the wall cycle go ahead and look it up if you want. we we'll be back after the break. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, man, this music is so hot. I feel like I'm in the booth. I'm about to drop a hot single. <laughs> Yo, this is, this is cracking. Yes, it's Reggie's picks. I've, uh, You know, I, I got to check and see how I did last week. I was just bummed out because my Niners lost, so I didn't even care to check the record. But I'm pretty sure I did pretty damn well. I lost my parlay because of the damn Jets coming back and beating the Browns who knew but it's a new week it's a new day maybe the sun's gonna shine I'm not even tripping so we got your picks for you I'm taking the spread I'll take the money line I'll tell you what to do just trust me believe in me baby I got you Kevin what we got up first
1: all right well uh recording us on Friday so the Thursday night game was last night and Cleveland did cover they beat uh, Pittsburgh and covered the minus five and a half so yes, they did. We move on to Baltimore at New England. New England is getting three and a half at home.
0: New England is getting three and a half at home. Hmm. I'm taking Baltimore. Why am I taking Baltimore? Because I don't believe in Mac Jones. I just don't think he's good. And now you've got a Baltimore team coming off of giving up, collapsing, and giving up a win. To the Miami Dolphins and Tua going crazy. He's on my fantasy team. I loved it. Yada yada yada. Lamar Jackson is going to come there and run with shot over New England. Mac Jones is going to look like Mac Jones. I got Baltimore minus three and a half.
1: All right, moving on. Buffalo at Miami. Miami's getting five and a half. This should be a good game.
0: This is the game of the week, and, and Miami's getting five and a half. Yep. Oh my God. Jesus. Everybody thinks the Bills are like indestructible. Like, okay, hold on. The Bills have beaten the Rams. The Rams struggled with the, the Falcons. The Bills then beat the Titans, who are god-awful. The Dolphins are 2-0. and The Dolphins beat New England, right? The Dolphins just came back, beat the Ravens. And the Dolphins have something that I don't think people really understand what's going on here. The Dolphins, two outside receivers, Jalen Wallow and Tyreek Hill, are two of the fastest humans to play football. What do you do with those guys? Then they got a tight end who can run and catch. Then they got running backs, Edmonds and and Mostert. They've they've got a good offensive line, and they've got a quarterback who is accurate all to hell. All this dude has to do is place the ball around these cats. They're going to make things happen. This is going to be a game, and they've got a good defense. Yes, the Bills have Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and a great defense. But five and a half points. I'm taking the Dolphins because I think the Dolphins can win this game. The Dolphins are at home. I'm taking the Dolphins. I'm taking the Dolphins plus five and a half. Book it. What's up next?
1: All right. Move to Cincinnati at the Jets. Jets are getting four and a half
0: at home. Man, this is what is going on with Joe Burrow? (laughs) Like. No they, okay, in, in two in two straight weeks. Okay, we can say that in two straight weeks, he's lost to Mitch Trubisky, and Cooper Rush. Now, I've been watching these highlights of of the packages, and they talk about his offensive line. They revamped the offensive line. They got some new people. They brought in Lyle Collins, and, and it looks like it's not really working. He's getting he's getting some sacks, but all sacks ain't on the offensive line a lot of times it's on the quarterback and why is it on the quarterback because that dude is holding on to the ball and looking at the rush and i'm watching these interceptions that joe burrow has thrown and they are disturbing like he's just throwing the ball up in harm's way and for grabs and maybe my man is reading his own headlines because after this super bowl run which was so lucky lucky all to be damned people started putting him in their top five quarterbacks after one season of real work We got to pump the brakes, man. This dude's still young. I don't think he's not talented, but he's throwing some terrible passes and looking at the rush, they cannot lose to the Jets. What's the spread again, uh, Kevin?
1: Uh, Jets are getting four and a half at home.
0: Man, uh, I don't know if the ghost of of Joe Flacco is going to show up again and do it to the, the Bengals like they did to the Browns, but... The Bengals gotta win this game. So I'm going to I'm gonna take the Bengals to the money line. I'm not touching the spread because I don't know what's, what's gonna happen there. I'm just taking the money line. Take the money line and the Bengals because they have to. They lose this game, it's over.
1: All right, we're moving on to Detroit at Minnesota.
0: Uh Minnesota minus six and a half. Hey man, I told y'all. Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell, he's got something going here in Detroit Motor City, baby. He got something going. Jared Goff is out there playing like he ain't Jared Goff. Uh, 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 Mom Ross St. Brown is on my fancy team, and that dude is balling. The defense is flying around. Minnesota. Kirk Cousins looked like Kirk Cousins last week against the Eagles. They are at home. It's a divisional game. The Vikings are minus six, but I'm taking the Lions. I'll take the Lions in the spread. I don't think I think this is going to be a closer game than people think, and I just never really trust Kirk Cousins. So. Take the Lions, six and a half. Next up.
1: All right, we got Houston at Chicago. Chicago minus two and a half.
0: Uh, Who cares about this game (laughs) except for Justin Fields? Except for Justin Fields is there, and I like Justin Fields. And they're at home. I think he gets it done at home. Minus two and a half. Go ahead and take the Bears and the spread because most likely it's going to be a three-point or more game. So I would take the Chicago Bears in this game. Next.
1: All right, Kansas City at Indianapolis. Indy gets six and a half.
0: Take Kansas City. Yeah, they're going to score more. Indianapolis. <laughs> in, yeah, dude, Indianapolis is the place where old quarterbacks go to die, right? <laughs> they always seem to bring some old dude back over there. I mean, they had, uh, what was it, Phillip Rivers they tried to bring from the dead. He went over there and had an okay season the next season. Terrible. Done. They brought in Carson Wentz. He's terrible. Done. They try to get Matt Ryan to come over there, and Matt Ryan comes over and just steals money because he was stealing money in Atlanta before he left. He gets there, they look awful. I think they got shut out. I think last week, twenty-seven to nothing against Jacksonville. Oh my God! Take the six and a half, Patrick Mahomes, and they about to come in there and run all over these cats. Take the points. Next. All right, Vegas at Tennessee. Tennessee's getting two and a half at home. Uh, Tennessee is terrible. Yeah. I mean, Vegas isn't much better. I mean, I think they started zero two as well, right? But you, when you get to these games. It comes down to who's the better quarterback, who's the better roster. Ryan Tannehill is not good. And they told you that they don't really care about Ryan Tannehill this offseason when they traded his number one receiver. They let Julio Jones go, right, and they traded A.J. Brown for a second-round pick because they didn't want to pay the guy as a number one receiver because he's a number one receiver, and they just don't care about this quarterback. So I think we're going to see the Malik Willis era start Sooner than later, and please don't be coming at me talking about Malik Willis is going to turn life around for the Tennessee Titans. That's what we always do. We throw the brother in there and we expect him to make miracles, right? He is not that guy. There's a reason he was drafted in the third round and not the first round, right? He is a project. He's going to come in there and struggle a little bit. But they need to move on because this Tannehill thing ain't working. And I feel bad for Derrick Henry because they got eight in the box all day. And he's on my fantasy team. And he's just not going to get me no damn points. So I'm hoping he gets a 100-yard day this week so I can trade him. But I'm taking the Raiders. Next. All right. New Orleans at Carolina. Battle of the South. Oh, Carolina's man. getting two and a half at home. Uh, Carolina getting two and a half at home. The Saints are a better team than Carolina. Jameis Winston is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield, even though he doesn't always look like it. Last week, I, I quit on Jameis last week. I mean, he was supposed to come out there, you know, and I wanted him to beat Tom Brady. I took the Saints because I thought Jameis is going to show up and do his thing. Jameis showed up and did his thing that everybody else expects him to do. He threw three damn interceptions, man. I can't do it no more. These are terrible interceptions. You just can't throw these balls. But I think he'll recover against Carolina. It's Carolina, it's Baker Mayfield take the Saints all right Philadelphia at Washington Washington's getting six and a half at home man Philly ain't no joke and Mm -hmm. this is what you do you're seeing the same thing that happened in uh, in Miami right you got Jalen Hurts who seems like he's taking the next step in passing the ball even though this week he didn't see any he didn't make any tight coverage throws or anything these are these are wide open and why are they wide open because he's got A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith On the outsides, he's got Jaquez Watkins in the slot. He's got Miles Sanders running the dude. They've got weapons on weapons everywhere. So this dude is they're gonna light the Washington Commanders up. And Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz. I would take the six and a half points because the Eagles just like they've got a monster over there. Let's go. Next. All right, Jacksonville at the
1: Chargers. Chargers minus seven and a half. So they gotta win by a lot.
0: chargers minus seven and a half jacksonville's coming off a 27 to nothing win 24 or 27 to nothing win over indianapolis which ain't saying much but jacksonville i think they're on the come up man every two weeks in a row i like them i do not like seven and a half points i think they cover i'm taking jacksonville to cover the seven and a half next
1: all right let's go to atlanta at seattle seattle only minus one and a half at home
0: Oh, this is a dog, but yeah. they're at home. Gino Smith should get this game. The 12th man should help them get over the hump. Atlanta's terrible. Mariota's terrible. I got Kyle Pitts on my fantasy team, and he has looked terrible because Mariota's terrible. Take Seattle. I'm not watching this game at all. I refuse to let my eyes watch this, but I would take Seattle in the minus one and a half.
1: All right. Let's move on to Green Bay at Tampa Bay. Uh, Battle of the Bays. Tampa Bay minus two
0: and a half at home. Ooh, ooh. Tampa Bay is minus two and a half at home. Yep. Okay, so let's just see this. This is, every, this is every week. People just love the magic of Tom Brady, and he is not looking that that good. Two weeks in a row, he's 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 been able to go to the well and pull up a great pass against the Saints, but two weeks in a row, I mean, what, the Cowboys, 19 points. The Saints, I think they ended up putting up 13, right? Uh, Brady is starting to look 45. I mean, he's starting to look his age – and Green Bay, they don't have Devontae Adams, but they do got Aaron Rodgers still coming off of MVP. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just lost their other number one receiver. So they're not going to have Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. How is this a two and a half point spread? Take Green Bay. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers has to, at some point, just show up and beat Tom Brady. And I think this is the week they get it done. Next.
1: All right. Next up is my game. Rams are at Arizona and the Cardinals are getting three and a half.
0: Okay, Cardinals getting three and a half. The Rams. I think this is a close game. I would take the money line. It's it's in Arizona. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna take the. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Cardinals actually. I like the Rams. I just don't think that they've got the same firepower, the same defense that they had. And and look, the the Cardinals did not look good last week until the fourth quarter um, against the Raiders. However, I just think when you got a quarterback like Kyler Murray, as long as he can stay healthy. He can run around and make things happen. And the Rams don't have the pass rush to contain that guy. It's going to be a good game. But um, I'm taking the Cardinals.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, divisional matchups are always pretty close. All right. Yeah, it's uh, tough. Let's go to San Francisco
0: at Denver. The game you'll be at. Denver's getting one and a half. Oh, man. Um, I, I think I talked about this earlier. Jimmy G's in there. He's going to be steady. Not great. Uh, they'll run the ball. He'll make a few plays. He'll probably give a few plays away to the, um, you know, to the Broncos as well. However, the Broncos are dealing with some injuries. Jerry Judy's got a shoulder injury. Uh, Their quarterback, Patrick Sertain Jr., has a shoulder injury, might not play. Uh, Russell Wilson does not look like Russ Wilson, and their coach is god-awful. I'm going to pick the Niners to get this game on the road. One and a half points. I'll, I'll, I'll gamble it. I'll take the Niners. Let's go. Next up.
1: All right, last one. Monday night football. Dallas at the Giants. Giants are minus two and a half.
0: Oh Lord, this is this is the this is the one. Because we're getting this you're getting people talking about Cooper Rush. Oh, Cooper Rush. He might be better than Dak Prescott. For God's sake, stop it. There's a reason this dude is a backup and he's been a backup his entire life. He didn't even have a good game last week. He just didn't turn the he just didn't make bad decisions. That's good. He's not Dak Prescott. Daniel Jones is still god-awful. They're 2-0 with smoke and mirrors. But they're playing Cooper Rush in the Cowboys. As long as the Cowboys Cowboys defense is going to keep them in the game. So I can see Daniel Jones getting sacked about five times, maybe throwing an interception or two. It's going to be a close game. But at the end of the day, I think that Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones could do enough to get this victory. So I'm taking the Giants to go 3-0. That's Reggie's Picks. Thank you all so much. I hope you make money. If you, if you make some money, go ahead and send your boy a little something to the cash app. Find, find, find me on Instagram, at Coach with Rez. We can work out all the details. You can give me my money, right? But thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. My man Kevin Cleveland is running the boards, engineering, producing. Thank you so much. Make sure you find us anywhere you find your podcast. Apple, Spotify, and the Believe Podcast Network. That's believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. We'll see you all next week. Peace.